Hello everybody and welcome back. We are going to go ahead and dive into period 5 review packet. So let's go ahead and ride along. Um, key concept 5.1, industrialization and global and integration. So A, in the space below, identify and explain five factors that led to the rise of industrial production. Rise 1, location. So Europe's location on the Atlantic Ocean. 2, urbanization. Um, the rise of more people moving to cities for factory work. 3. Improved agricultural productivity, crop rotation, seed drill, new plows, enclosure movement, selective breeding, national agricultural market, land conservation, new fertilizers, and abundant waterways. Rise number 4. Legal protection of private property, so life, liberty, property, um, based off John Locke's ideals. And rise five, geographical distribution of coal, iron, and timber. So that those large deposits of natural resources that were widely available for the British. B, in the space below, provide the provided, explain the importance of the listed technologies and their relationship to fossil fuel energy. So steam engines allowed for factories to be located anywhere. They no longer needed to be um, near a water source and facilitated the rise of coal usage. The internal combustion engine. This would go on to compete with the steam engine as a power source for factories and new machines, and the fossil fuels used um, for this engine um, are gasoline and oil. C. In the space provided, explain the relationship between the topic selected or listed and factory system. So labor concentration in a single location. People work to create a product all in one place using interchangeable parts. Uh, work and production could all be completed in one location. Increased specialization of labor. People now had to be able to complete a specific task and learn how to make their portion of their position in the factory. D. In the space provided, explain the impact of the industrialization on the United States, Japan, and Russia. <clears throat> For the United States, the IR began in textile factories in New England um, due to its large natural resource reserves and expanding domestic market, as well as the political stability, um, would allow the U.S. to be a world power by 1914. Um, the U.S. would pioneer new methods of mass production, um, including interchangeable parts, the assembly line, scientific management. Um, and this would lead to many social changes and reforms, um, like workers' rights, the creation of unions, and things like that. Also, the creation of new government departments to facilitate those cho social changes and or reforms. Japan. Um, Emperor Meiji is going to take power of Japan, and his major goal was to imitate the West and modernize the country. Um, he would begin to build railroads, steel bridges, and introduce the steamship. And this would lead to the creation of more public schools and education, a wide variety of education and opportunities, as well as the creation of a new middle class structure in Japan. It would also make Japan the watchdog of the Pacific. Um, Russia was the sole state of absolutism left in Eurasia. Um, their Industrial Revolution would launch in the 1890s, and it began rapidly. Um, was mainly focused on railroad and heavy industry, and it was fueled by foreign investments. Um, this would lead to social impacts of the creation of a middle class of businessmen and professionals, and objections to the rule of the czar, and sought greater people began to see greater political involvement. E. Explain the difference between the first Industrial Revolution and the second Industrial Revolution. Um, the first Industrial Revolution saw the creation of the factory system and new ways of production as well as the uh, machines responsible for this increase. The second 
Industrial Revolution was all about increasing the already high production as well as just the introduction of new technologies. The second was an improvement upon the existing technologies from the first. And the space provided identify and explain three period-specific innovations that resulted from the second Industrial Revolution. Innovation one is steel. Um, This became widely available in the 1870s after the Bessemer process was modified to produce more uniform quality. Um, Innovation two was petroleum. This increased uh, availability of economic uh, petroleum products, also reduced the importance of coal, um, further widening the potential for industrialization. And innovation three is uh, electrification or electricity. And this would enable the rapid industrialization of countries that do not have natural forms of energy. A, in the, spice, in the space provided, <laughs> explain why the factories listed led to the growth of export economies around the world that specialized in mass production of natural resources. So the need for raw materials and food supplies. Industrialized countries would greatly need raw materials to support their economies, so they needed to look to other nations who produced the raw materials they needed. So arose the export economies in Africa, South America, and Asia, and they created specialized export economies in those regions. In the space provided, identify and explain three examples of natural resources that were key to the rise of export economies. Rubber um, is one. Resource one, rubber, used in factories and making products like tires. Um, Export resource number two, guano, which was um, its bird dung, I mean not bird dung, um, bat dung, um, and it's used in fertilizers, which are going to increase um, agricultural production. And export resource three, cotton, used in the large textile industry of the West. Explain the role of the steam-powered industrial production in the European countries and the United States played in in global manufacturing. So steam power would allow for the United States and Europe to become um, global manufacturing powers um, because it was used in their factories to help produce increased production of products and ships were also using this power to transport those products. Explain why Middle Eastern and Asian countries' share of global manufacturing declined during this period. Um, provide a specific example. So one example is ironworks in India. So the British arrival and colonization of the subcontinent would lead to the British shutting down or outlawing the mines um, of iron um, could be used to help aid rebellions against the colonization. So these mines and these natural resources were put under the control of Britain instead of the control of India. Um, shipbuilding in Southeast um, Asia and India. So when the British came in, shipbuilding bu- ship became restricted for British use only, um, as well as textile production. This is where um, it was outpaced by European industrial prowess and it would lead to the decline in um, domestic work that many um, Indian people did for, you know, for jobs. <clears throat> in the space below, provide two examples of commodities that contributed to the expansion of the global economy in the 19th century. Uh, commodity one, cotton, um, exported from the U.S., Egypt, and India. Um, it was used to um, were used to increase the manufacturing output of the textile industry. Um, global commodity two, opium exported from India and the Middle East to be smuggled into the Chinese market by the British um, would lead to the forced opening of China to European trade. Based on the examples provided, explain why merchants and companies based in Europe and the U.S. had a distinct economic advantage over Asian and African counterparts. So the U.S. and Europe had an economic advantage over their Asian and African counterparts due to their already established industrial economies as well as their powerful militaries. 
In the space provide, below, provide two examples of geographic mining centers that developed in response to the industrial um, production and the need for various forms of wealth. Mining Center 1, South Africa. It was a major mining center for diamonds. Mining Center 2, India. Um, the importance is that the metals taken from India needed to be used to support the industrial machine of the British. Complete the grid below for each listed economic philosopher. So John Stuart Mill, his um, key text is utilitarianism. Um, the definition of utilitarianism is that um, it holds that one must always act so as to produce the greatest amount of happiness among all people, but within reason. Uh, his key economic beliefs are free markets. He accepted legislative intervention for animal welfare and equal tax for all. His key political beliefs were um, extensive participation of all citizens, um, the enlightened competence of rulers, and plural voting. Adam Smith, the key text, The Wealth of Nations, uh, laissez-faire is uh, free from government intervention, completely open and free. The invisible hand is the unintended social benefits of an individual's self-interested actions. His economic beliefs were rational self-interest and competition, open markets and barrier-free domestic and international trade, and the allowance for wage increases. Identify an example of an early large-scale transnational business and complete the grid below. The one I chose was the United Fruit Company. Um, origin is the United States. Countries of operation were Jamaica, the West Indies, Colombia, Costa Rica, Honduras, and Belize. And some of the productions were obviously fruit, um, but really mainly bananas. Um, in the space below, explain the importance of the transportation and communications um, innovations listed. So railroads were major land transportation that connected major economic centers together. Faster communication and transport of goods and peoples resulted. Steamship, major water transportation, sped up the transportation from Western nations to their colonies. Um, telegraphs uh, quickened the global communications and canals allowed for shorter and cheaper routes to the Pacific and Indian Oceans. For each of the alternative ver visions of society, what developed in response to industrialists' treatment of workers listed below? Complete the grid with specific examples. So Marxism, it's a socioeconomic analysis that views class relations and social conflict, crit critiques the development of capitalism and the role of class struggle in systemic, uh, systemic economic change. The key people are Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels, and the key text is the Communist Manifesto, the core beliefs and vision of society is to analyze the material conditions and economic activities required to fulfill human material um, needed to explain social phenomena in society, um, to re the replacement of private property with cooperative ownership, capitalism exploits and leads to the proletarian revolution, um, and socialism allows for more equality for workers. Uh, anarchism, or anarchy is an anti-authoritarian political philosophy that advocates self-governed societies or stateless societies. Key people are Pierre-Joseph Proudhon, Enrico Malatesta, and Rudolf Rocher. Um, the key text could be the science of revolutionary warfare and core beliefs and vision of society, um, non-coercive society, rejection of state apparatus, the belief in human nature even though harder to define, suggestions on how to act to pursue the ideal anarchy. Select either the Qing China or the Ottoman Empire for each category listed below and explain how some members of the government resisted economic change. 
So I chose the Qing dynasty and their maintenance was self-strengthening, focusing on the advancement of the Chinese um, military. And the reforms that were used was to bring in Westerners to train them in new technologies that they would then master and surpass the West. In the space below, identify and explain two examples of governments that promoted their own state-sponsored visions of industrialization. So Meiji Japan would be the first one, and their vision was to catch up with the West and become a global power. The second was Egypt, to imitate the West, adopt Western customs, practices, and industry, just to become the West, is what kind of Egypt's goal was. In the space below, provide two examples of how some governments uh, mitigated the negative effects of industrial capitalism by promoting various types of reform. So Germany, they pursued a state-sponsored pension um, that financed that was financed by a tax on workers to provide an annuity for workers who reached 70 years. So kind of think of Social Security. Britain, um, the reform they pursued was giving the right to vote or universal male suffrage. For each group listed, explain how industrialization caused their development. So the industrial working class were those engaged in waged or salaried labor, specifically manual labor in factories, and the need for labor in factories spurred the demand. The middle class. Class of developmental capitalists or business and factory owners, they were a wealthy class who began to make political decisions created as industry rose. For each category, explain how they changed in response to industrialization. Family dynamics. Everyone in the family worked, children, women, and men. Gender roles. Women had a greater role outside of the home now, no longer restricted to being in a domestic position. They could also go out and work and earn a living. Demographic changes. Urbanization rose, so move from rural areas to cities, and larger influx of immigrants in places like the United States. In the space below, identify and explain three unsanitary conditions that resulted from the rapid urbanization that accompanied global, cap global capitalism. The first one is tenements which are crowded apartment houses that lacked proper lighting and ventilation and a location where multiple families would live in one apartment together. Um, very crowded, very dirty, very um, unsafe. The second is sewage. With a rise in populations moving to the cities or migrating to the cities, sewage became a problem. Not having a proper sewage slash waste management system in place um, it allowed excrement to be everywhere in the street, trash and feces and everything all in the streets, which would um, obviously lead to our third condition, which is disease. Um, with the increased number of people and unsanitary conditions in one place, disease is easily spread. In the space below, identify a state with existing colonies and explain how they strengthened control over those colonies. So the colonized power were Britain. The colony is India. And the method of control um, was through education by missionaries, economic control, creating infrastructures, and making alliances with the wealthy Indians. In the space below, explain why and how the American, Japanese, and two European states were able to establish empires throughout the Pacific and Asia. Um, Japan basically modernized and westernized in order to keep up with the United States and Europe. The United States first had the Manifest Destiny, which was the belief that it was America's destiny to spread to the Pacific. The Monroe Doctrine that no longer allowed European intervention into the Western Hemisphere. If Europe gets involved, it is a direct attack on America. And Big Stick Diplomacy, that America takes uh, it on themselves to intervene um, in, for Latin America. Um, European Empire won. Japan, we just have the unification of Germany. 
um, under Bismarck and the Berlin Conference, which is the division of Africa. The second is Russia. Um, the annexation of Poland, Georgia becomes a proctorate, and they annexed Crimea. In the space below, I identify and explain how a European state used warfare to establish an empire in Africa and one that used diplomacy. So Britain, um, their colony of Ghana, their warfare was um, constant conflict between the British and the Gold, Clo- Gold Coast of Ghana. Um, the Ashanti began rebelling against the British, and the British would demand subjugation of the Ashanti um, to the British crown. Um, Belgium, the colonizing um, nation, the colony is the Congo, and the diplomacy is that Leopold of Belgium, um, the king of Belgium, created the Belgian Congo through his own financial needs, Um, so he talked to the leaders in the Congo and kind of um, manipulated them into handing over the territory. In the space below, identify and explain one example of Europeans that established settler colonies. So Britain in South Africa, Self-governing colony established in the 1850s, immigration of British colonists to South Africa, um, and it was segregated by race. In the space below, identify and explain one example of an industrialized state that practiced economic imperialism, Britain, the colony being China, and the process is through its sphere of influence, Britain would take control of Hong Kong as an economic port, um, tribal smuggling opium, which would cause the opium wars and would um, lead to the British eventually obtaining Hong Kong um, as its prize for winning the war. In the space below, identify three causes that led to the collapse of the Tokugawa shogunate in the emergence of the Meiji Japan. So cause one is foreign intervention. So the encroachment of the United States for Japan to open its economic borders to the West showed the weakening of the Tokugawa pressure to westernize. So to imitate Western countries and modernize, many people were wanting to westernize in Japan, um, but the Tokugawa were refusing. And then of course, the weakening of leadership. Many were just unhappy with the leadership of the Tokugawa. In the space below, explain how the United States and Russia emulated European transoceanic imperialism. So United States, you had Cuba and Puerto Rico, you had the Philippines and Guam, you had Hawaii and the Wake Islands. Russia, you had Kazakhstan, Armenia, and Poland. In the space below, identify and explain two examples of anti-imperial direct resistance that developed during this period. So the first is the Cherokee Nation. Um, They fought for legal um, and autonomous government um, that would be recognized that was recognized by the United States, but eventually they were forcefully moved in 1838 along the Trail of Tears from their homeland, um, from their home territories in Georgia to Oklahoma. Um, direct resistance to uh, the Zulu Kingdom, the kingdom in southeast South Africa, founded by Shaka Zulu, that was later absorbed into South Africa. Um, just were constantly fighting against the British and then against the British encroachment onto their lands. Um, In addition to social Darwinism, explain an example of a new racial ideology that facilitated and justified imperialism. Um, All races were inferior to the white race. Um, Imperial justification was the white man's burden. The belief that it was the white race's duty to civilize and westernize the inferior races. Key concept 5.2, nationalism, revolution, and reform. Fill in the grid, complete the relevant information about a given philosopher, select three from below. So the first one I did was John Locke. He's from Britain. Um, His key text is the Second Treaties of Government, and his philosophical beliefs were that the consent of the governed must be given to rule, life, liberty, and property, and the government is ruled by the people. The next one is Voltaire. 
Um, his country of origin is France. His key text is the Treaties on Toleration. Um, and his philosophical beliefs are freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and toleration. Um, and my last one is Rousseau. He's from France. He wrote The Social Contract. Um, and his beliefs are that the social contract um, between society and government means that freedom and the good of the community are put forth. Um, freedom and civil liberties were essential. And civilization corrupts man. In nature, man is good. In civilization, man is bad. For each of the documents, explain how they influence resistance to existing political authority. So the American Declaration of Independence supported individual liberties and unalienable rights that government is for the people and exists because of the people. French Declaration of the Rights of Man and Citizen, Equality, Natural Rights, Civil Liberties, Everything Opposite of Absolutist France, and Bolivar's Jamaica Letter. They wanted to be able to govern themselves and not be tied down by another state, forcing them into positions against their natural rights. For each topic listed, explain how Enlightenment ideas influence their notions. Expansion of suffrage um, by stating that all people are equal and have the right to participate in their government. The abolition of slavery. Equality. We are all born equal and as such there is no place for slavery. The end of serfdom. The ability to achieve societal equality as well as to have opportunities to rise in life. In the space below, identify and describe three examples of nationalism. So Germany, prior to unification, Germany was comprised of 300 individual states. Um, nationalism rose during the 19th century following the Napoleonic Wars, and it would push for one unified German state. Um, this dream was realized under the governance of Otto von Bismarck. Um, Italian, or the, uh, Italy, they pushed for a third Rome, or to unify Italy as a whole. Italy was a, basically a region that was different states within a, a, a territory. So they were, like think of the United States. They had states but within one country, but they weren't a country. They were like kingdoms, you can think of it. So they pushed for a unified Italy. It was based on the shared heritage of Rome and Western civilizations. Um, the Italians attempted unification and succeeded under Garibaldi. And the Filipinos. For 333 years, the Philippines were ruled by Spain. Um, nationalism rose in the early 1800s. And by 1896, the Spanish-American War um, gave way to the Philippines being a U.S. Um, territory because the U.S. helped them gain their independence from the Spanish. <clears throat> or technically, they bought the Philippines from Spain after they gave Cuba their independence. Identify and explain one example of subjects challenging centralized imperial governments. Uh, the Taipings, um, their challenge was that their Christian beliefs be um, protected and they demanded social reforms that would lead to the Taipings demanding change. For each of the American colonies listed below, um, explain the causes of their rebellions and their outcomes. The causes, lack of, for the American Revolution, lack of representation in England, um, forced to pay taxes. The outcome was that they cut ties with England and became first country to split from its mother country. Haitian Revolution, causes, wanted greater autonomy. Um, slaves ended up situating themselves in the position of rebellion. They saw, like, the opportunity to take... Um, the chance for independence and freedom, so they took that chance. The outcomes were that slaves were freed and a new country was formed. Latin American independence movements. The causes were inspired by the French and American revolutions. They wanted independence from a weakened mother country and greater autonomy. The outcome was that independence was gained and spread throughout Latin and South America. The French Revolution. Its causes were France's economic decline, uh, varying social issues, including starvation, 
and lack of rights, lack of um, civil liberties and rights. So the outcomes were the overthrow of the monarchy, the installation of a republic, and the reign of terror. Identify and explain one example of slave resistance that challenged existing authorities in the Americas. So I chose Nat Turner's Rebellion, and the basically the situation was um, in Southampton County, Virginia, uh, 75 slaves would go on to kill 60 white um, plantation owners or white um, people within two days before armed resistance arrived and overwhelmed them. So their challenges um, were just trying to rebel against slavery, the institution of slavery, um, freeing themselves through violence. Identify and explain one example of how increasing questions about political authority and growing nationalism contributed to anti-colonial movements. The movement I chose was the Boxer Rebellion. The causes were that the Boxers wanted all foreign influences out of China, and the outcomes were that Western countries came together to suppress the rebellion, Boxers ended up uh, being executed by Western powers, and China was forced to pay reparations to Western nations that became involved. Identify and explain one example of rebellion that that was influenced by diverse religions. So I chose the Ghost Dance, um, and this is a practice by Native Americans. And it was a religious movement that originated in Nevada in 1870. It reemerged in the winter of 1888 to 1889. And it it basically taught that white people would disappear from the world and Indians or Native peoples would return to enjoy a utopian life. Um, They used ceremonial song and dance to invoke visions from the spirit world. In the space below, identify and explain each of the political ideologies that developed in response to discontent with monarchists and imperial rule. So liberalism, a doctrine that protects and enhances freedom of the individual. Government is necessary to protect individuals from being harmed by others, but recognizes that government itself can also pose a threat to liberty. Socialism, governmental system that advocates community ownership and control of all lands and businesses rather than individual ownership. And communism, political and economic system in which major productive sources, uh, resources in society are shared equally and not individually. In the space below, identify and explain two specific examples of demands for women's suffrages and emergent feminism that challenge political and gendered hierarchies. Um, The first is education, uh, the belief that women should be allowed to receive an equal education to men. Um, That means equal public education as well as equal college and university education. Many women were not allowed into universities for a long time. A good example is some of our Ivy League schools, Harvard, Princeton, um, uh, Stanford, all these um, different areas are different huge major colleges didn't allow women to attend until the 60s or 70s, which is crazy, but uh, 1960s, 1970s, um, which is crazy. The second is voting and political participation, um, that women should have the right to vote and take a position in the political sphere. In the space below, identify and explain how changes in food production and improved medical conditions contributed to a significant rise in population. Food production one, the use of fertilizers. The introduction of new methods of fertilizing crops would lead to an increase in food production. Um, Introduction of guano, potash, and bones would help crops grow um, and yield more produce. The first medical um, change is vaccinations. This would provide protection from common illnesses, allowed children to live to an older age, and sanitation, improved the health and quality of life, um, allowed for a longer 
um, life expectancy. In the space below, identify and explain two examples of migrants who periodically or permanently return to their home societies. So the Japanese um, face many discrim- usually face discrimination on the places they um, migrated or immigrated to and would many, most of the time return home. The next is um, the Italians. Um, the cause for return to their home country was global conflict in World War I and World War II, um, and increased economic prosperity in Italy drew them back home. In the space below, identify and explain two types of workers who freely located. So you had your manual labor, who were individuals who worked in factories or farms that required hard, long work, did not receive a formal education or require a formal education. And then we have specialized professional, an individual who received an education in a specific line of work, able to move fluidly in society based on their education. For each of the... of the form of coerced or semi-coerced labor listed explain their usage in the global um, capitalist economy during this period. So slavery was used to produce coffin that, I mean coffin, cotton that would fuel the textile industry during the Industrial Revolution. Um, the Chinese Indian indentured servitude um, with the ob- uh, abolition of the slave trade in the British Empire, a new labor force was needed and this was replaced by... An, that would replace the African slaves. Um, these would perform manual labor for the British Empire's plantations, and it helped to fuel the British economy. Um, convict labor, which is a free source of labor that would not have to be paid because they were working as a form of punishment. Um, explain the impact that the migration of males had on home societies in context of women taking on new roles. Uh, migration of men to new places would create a demographic shift in society that would require women to take the jobs men formerly held, and this would eventually lead to the creation of equal treatment because women became responsible for more necessary jobs. In the space below, identify and explain one example of, have, of how migrants often created ethnic enclaves in different parts of the world that would help transplant their culture into new environments. So the people group I chose was the Chinese, but it could be any Um, migratory group or immigrant group Uh, the migrant enclave locations um, I'm using the U.S. as the example so you had like Washington D.C. you had New York you had San Francisco you have um, San Diego you have Los Angeles you have many different places Um, but basically the founding or the creation of Chinatowns um, founding of restaurants and Chinese um Specialty shops, whether that be shops that sell specialty goods from China, or you'd also have um, just different businesses that would cater to the Chinese populations um, in those areas that kind of gave them a sense of home. Based on the answer above, how did these new enclaves help create migrant support networks? These enclaves would provide much-needed support for immigrants. They provided aid, work, and community for the newly arrived immigrants. And it also gave them a sense of cultural pride as well as a taste of home. So in the space below, identify and explain two examples of how receiving societies did not always embrace immigrants. Rather, they attempted to regulate the increased flow of people across their borders with various degrees of ethnic and racial prejudice. Um, so the ethnic migrant, so I put the Chinese, the receiving country was the United States, and the ethnic and racial prejudice policies were that the Chinese were treated badly, um, discriminated against, and eventually excluded through the Chinese Exclusion Act. A lot of what you don't... Um, 
to learn because um, we don't go in depth enough, unfortunately, due to time with more ethnic studies, is the kind of dark side to this history as well. So the Chinese, when they were here, not only were they just um, discriminated against, but very similar to African Americans, they would be kind of the scapegoats for a lot of things, or they would have mob rule where they would go and um, round up Chinese uh, or Chinese men or things in the sh- or people like that in the street. Um, not necessarily women, but definitely Chinese men who were workers. You know, predominantly predominant population of Chinese that came over were men so they would find them they would beat them up and then they'd lynch them so um, lynching was a big problem in Africa I mean not Africa sorry in California and it was predominantly targeting the Chinese um, and other Asian communities the second ethnic migrant was the British when they went to um, Australia and the British when they came there it was kind of the opposite instead of being the one that were being discriminated against they kind of came in and conquered like they normally do throughout history um, the British would force the aborigines which were the native people of Australia onto reservations or allotments and take those lands for themselves um, so that is the end of period five I will finish up period six next weekend so this is what you're going to listen to um, for this week and complete um, and then if you finish period five you can go ahead and do the quizzes Um, And I will update that once I find out new codes um, if I need to. Okay, um, that's it for today. Talk to you guys later. Bye.